You're about to hear me push back on a popular trend that isn't helpful to our families. Before I begin, I want you to know that there are many reasons marriages end. Legitimate reasons. Maybe you're considering it, or maybe you've already got divorced or are in the process. Maybe your divorce happened because you were deeply unhappy, irreparably disconnected, or perhaps worse. Some marriages need to end. There should not be shame around divorce. In society today, we're hearing a new reason for divorce pop up. This new reason seems to be used as a cover for something real. And if this is a thought that's capturing you, you'll probably want to face that real thing if you want a chance at holding on to your relationship, or at least before your next relationship. Because owning the truth, facing the truth, is the only way we can truly grow and move forward. This is Hi Fam. I'm Avital. Relationships are all about growth. Have you heard that one? If you've been paying attention at all, then you're going to hear it everywhere you look. Anyone who's a self-help guru, any podcast about relationship, marriage, sex, and love, many, many novels and personal memoirs are going to be talking about this concept that we get into adult relationships, marriage, for example, mainly marriage, because of a need for growth and that our partners need to be our greatest catalyst for growth and that that's really the purpose of the relationship. Quite an evolution if we look at the history of marriage and the purpose that marriage used to serve, such as security, teamwork, procreation, financial stability, or creating ties between various groups. But no, today, modern marriage is all about growth, or so we're told. And you really don't have to look far to hear this highly damaging and very, very toxic myth. I'm going to break it down today because I feel really passionately that this one is breaking families apart. Now, before I do, let me just try and steel man this argument. Let me try and get behind the mindset that says that relationships are all about growth and make the case for why it might be. I want to make a really, you know, good faith argument on why people are saying this, because like all arguments, this one has a kernel of truth to it. There is something in there that is meaningful and that matters and that we should take into account for sure. So I think people in the growth camp saying that marriage, let's just call it marriage, is all about growth. What they're trying to say is, look, we're modern people. Today, we can support ourselves financially by ourselves. We can procreate outside of a committed adult relationship. Uh, we can pretty much do everything. We don't need this type of relationship anymore. We don't need it for financial reasons, for security reasons, for biological or procreative reasons. And so why, in fact, do we need this relationship? Well, the only reason that we might need it is for spiritual growth, is to feel a kind of unity with another human being in a way that harmonizes us and catalyzes our growth. A connection that is supposed to catapult us forward, that is supposed to help us to develop and to become better versions of ourselves. Someone who is supposed to be our partner in crime as we take on the world. They're supposed to be someone who is gonna make us better somehow, right? And I can understand uh, this argument completely because it's true. Many of us don't need to be in a marriage. So why would we want to? Well, it has to offer us something. It has to offer us the opportunity, in this case, for growth. Maybe it's sexual exploration and expression. Uh, and maybe it's, you know, 
someone warm and cuddly and cozy to be with or a partner to raise our children with. But more than any of those, it's this idea of growth. If I'm not growing, I'm stagnant. If I'm stagnant, I'm basically dying. I'm not alive. <laughs> and in this kind of self-help community in the self-growth and development world, that's what it's all about, right? It's all about becoming better versions of ourselves, improving, showing up even better to life and expanding spiritually. So that was my best effort at defending the argument. I've heard a lot of the people who I love and respect and people who are my personal friends on their podcasts and shows and YouTube channels, etc., sharing this idea that if your partner isn't helping you to grow, then it's time to move on. If your partner isn't helping you to grow, then the entire marriage is worth dissolving. It's useless. What, what would you stay for if you're not growing? If you're not growing, you're basically wasting your time with this person. So the first issue I have with this is a technical issue. I don't really understand what they mean. It sounds strange to me that someone in your life wouldn't help you to grow. I think you can grow from any conversation with any person. You can grow sitting next to someone on the subway. <laughs> you can grow by learning, by empathizing, by listening. And what I am hinting at here is that between the lines, when someone's saying, I'm not really growing with this person, there, let's break it down to the options that might be happening here, right? Well, one option is that they're identifying the fact that this person isn't doing any work on themselves to grow, and I am. So say, I'm going to therapy, I'm reading the books, I'm doing the meditations or whatever, and the per my partner is not. That's maybe one interpretation of what they mean, is that we're not on the journey together. They're not growing alongside me. Maybe that's frustrating, for sure. Like, I've been there. I get it. Partners don't always grow at the same pace. Some people are not at all open to emotional conversations, to spiritual conversations, to any kind of growth uh, in the terms of self-development world. I get that. And that can be frustrating and disappointing for sure. Is it grounds for dissolving a relationship? I'm not sure about that at all. So that's a good question to ask. Another thing that they might mean when they say, I'm not growing, is it's hard. <laughs> In other words, we are arguing a lot. And I think this is what actually people mean the vast majority of their time when they say we weren't growing anymore. What they actually mean was we were suffering, we were struggling, we were in power struggles. We kept having the same argument again and again. I found myself at a dead end. I didn't know how to solve the problems that we were facing. I was continuously triggered by this person. I was feeling like I wasn't attracted to this person anymore. I didn't like the way this person was behaving. I don't like their habits. I don't like how they're showing up in the world, whatever. I think when people say I wasn't growing in the relationship, they often really just mean it was really hard, uncomfortable, unpleasant. I didn't like being with that person, which actually in some ways it's the opposite of not growing, right? In many cases, it's challenging situations and challenging relationships that bring out growth in us. If I'm getting continuously triggered, if we are arguing a lot, then that's a very juicy opportunity for growth because that's exactly where the growth needs to happen, in the struggle, in the challenge. That's the place where I need to learn better communication skills, more patience, more listening, more teamwork, more collaboration, more acceptance and tolerance and surrender, all sorts of things that I might need to learn, perhaps establishing better boundaries or communicating myself better, managing my emotions better. You would think that in a relationship where there's quite a bit of struggle and conflict. And of course, I'm not talking about abuse. That's a completely separate category. But you would think uh, that that would actually be a fantastic uh, fertile ground for growth. 
But I think this is kind of uh, almost like a spiritual bypass system where if I'm not having a lot of fun in my relationship, if it's hard and challenging and a power struggle, like most relationships become, then, you know, we all go through that phase and sometimes for decades, then I can just pull out the growth card. I can say, oh, I'm not growing. But it's not so much that you're not growing, it's that you don't want to grow. It's that you're, you are actually not choosing to do the work to grow and to overcome and to figure out these problems through a process of personal growth, of taking responsibility for how you're showing up to these struggles and conflicts and challenges. The challenge of living with someone else who is not you, who does not have your same agenda and incentives all the time, who isn't sensitive to everything that you want them to be sensitive to, uh, who goes through different phases in life, that's a real challenge. But actually, that's the best growth opportunity there is. What else could we are not growing mean? Well, we are not growing. I'm not growing in this relationship might mean that this person isn't propelling me forward on my path. They aren't a good mentor. They aren't my spiritual teacher. Uh, they're not well-versed. They're not there to, you know, really uplift me and support me and push me forward. And again, I need to ask, what exactly are you expecting of your partner? You know, there are yoga teachers and rabbis and priests and, you know, spiritual gurus and podcasts for that kind of thing. The idea that I'm not growing because my partner isn't a catalyst for growth. I don't know. Is that why you married them in the first place? For them to be a catalyst for your growth? It's a really good question. I'm not sure what we're expecting here. I think we feel that there are many things that aren't legitimate reasons to end a marriage, like getting bored, for example. It doesn't sound very good. The optics of, I just got bored, don't sound great, or struggling with conflict. Again, not really spiritual reason to leave a marriage or you know we were having trouble connecting or our sex life wasn't what we wanted it to be there are so many things that might be the actual reason that someone wants to leave a relationship but they don't sound or look as good as saying we weren't growing anymore sure we still love each other of course we still love each other of course it was wonderful of course it was great of course they're an amazing person we're just not growing anymore if you still love each other and they're an amazing person, then surely you could grow. Surely that wouldn't be a reason to leave, would it? So that was my first issue with all of this is the technical side of it. It just doesn't ring true to me. It just smells of an excuse to me in most cases. I just don't think that this is grounds for leaving a lifelong committed relationship that weren't growing. I don't even know what that means. In every situation you can grow. But that's not my real issue. That's not my biggest beef with this concept of leaving because of growth. We'll be right back to the show. But first, let me ask you, are you trying to get actual productive work done and parent little kids all at the same time? I know what that's like. I kept my day job, started a side hustle and scaled my business all whilst birthing, feeding, raising and schooling my five children at home. And I know that any tool that can help me stay organized and productive is a lifesaver. That's why I'm so excited to introduce you to this week's sponsor, Sansama. Sansama is not just a plain old to-do list productivity app. It has amazing features that help us multitasking parents with big, busy lives stay on track with our to-do list and goals. For example, I love that it prompts me to plan my day the night before, including a shutdown ritual time. I love that it has a focus mode, which helps me focus on just the tasks for today and prevents any distractions from popping up. 
It's able to pull my tasks from email, Slack, calendar, all into one place so that I know I'm not missing anything important. If there's one thing you want to avoid as an ambitious parent, it's burnout. It's real, folks. Everyone suffers from some degree of it, especially nowadays when the lines between work and life are so blurred. Now, remote work is great for us parents, but sometimes it's almost as if you're not working from home, you're living at work. That's why Sinsama actually prompts me when I'm scheduling too much work in a day and helps me protect the time that I want to unwind from work and be present with my family. It's wonderful to see a productivity app help us to rest and focus on other important aspects of our lives as parents. And they told me that over 8,000 people use this to prevent burnout. Sansama is almost like having a personal assistant and it's free to try. You don't even have to put your credit card in. So if you're working, writing, running a side hustle or starting a business from home, go to try.sansama.com forward slash hyfam. That's try.sansama.com. Sansama, S-U-N-S-A-M-A dot com forward slash HIFAM, H-I-F-A-M. You've got to check it out. All right, back to the show. I have a much bigger fish to fry here, and here it is. It's highly transactional, and it sees people as commodities. It sees relationships as a service, and that lies in direct opposition to the way that I believe we should be looking at relationships. I think it's unsurprising. <laughs> I think it's in line with a rather narcissistic culture that we've developed. <laughs> I think it's in line with the comfort crisis that we've developed where everyone just wants comfort all the time and any kind of struggle means there's something wrong. We've become very, very weak and facing struggle, very, very fragile and quick to quit quick to give up, quick to, you know, just comfort ourselves and soothe ourselves and distract ourselves from things that aren't easy. We live in a world where you can just change the channel, where you can just turn on the AC, where you can just buy something to solve the problem. And so the instant gratification and the comfort that we're used to, you know, receiving is not present in relationships. It's not a transactional thing. Relationships are not conditioned on what we're getting out of the deal. It's not like every other area of our life where we pay for a service, we expect to get the service. It's not the same thing. I know it feels that way. I know we measure it that way, but it's not the same thing. And I can prove it to you. Look at other intimate, lifelong relationships in your life, okay? For example, our relationship with our children. Can you imagine how ludicrous it would be if a parent said, well, I'm giving up my child uh, for adoption, you know, I'm dropping them at the fire station because I'm not growing anymore. What? That's not what the relationship is about. They're not there for your growth. It's so self-serving. It's so transactional, as if it's a service that you signed up for and the service isn't working anymore, so you want to unsubscribe. It doesn't make any sense to me when it comes to relationships. That's not what relationships are about. Imagine we spoke this way about our parents. Well you know, my elderly father, he's in a wheelchair now and I'm just not really growing in the relationship anymore. So I think we're done here. I love him and he's great. There's nothing wrong with him. It's just that I'm not growing. So I can't be his daughter anymore. Huh? It doesn't make sense to me. Why would this apply in a marriage? Why would this apply with a person that you have committed to and chosen to love and built a home with and had children with? It's a very odd way of looking at relationships, if you ask me. And of course, of course, it's going to fail. 
of course you're going to want out if you look at the relationship through the lens of do I grow or do I not grow? Does it give me what I want or does it not give it? Does it serve me? Look, I want to propose an entirely different way of viewing your relationship. And this is so that you can bolster it and strengthen it and hopefully keep it. You know, look, I don't know what God has in store. I don't know what the future is going to bring. Hopefully my, my relationship will last. And, you know, we can't make any promises or any grandstanding claims. But I do know that if I kept on with this mindset, I would not be married still today. Because of course there are times where I feel like I'm not growing. Of course there are times when it's a bit hard or unpleasant or challenging or difficult or very difficult. If I had that mindset, I would be out of here about 20 times over. And so would everyone else I know who is married. You know, this mindset is really glorified in mainstream media. You see books like Eat, Love, Pray. And I love the book, okay? And I think Elizabeth Gilbert is a talented and incredible writer. But the whole story is glorifying this idea that I got a little bit bored in a marriage. I, I wasn't growing. I wasn't happy. And so I liberated myself. I broke free of those shackles to go on some adventure and discover my authentic self and, 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 and grow, right? And, you know, at the time I read the book and I was like, oh my gosh, I also need to get divorced. Of course I do. Of course I need to leave my husband. I'm not on this adventure. I'm not out there growing. And I caught myself with those thoughts and I realized, well, maybe that works for Elizabeth Gilbert and I wish her only well. But that's not my growth trajectory. The growth that I am going to take on in my life is going to happen right here. It's going to happen within the confines of marriage and my home and this particular person that I have chosen and that I have committed to and that I am in a bonded relationship with, a lifelong relationship with. Now, I'm not here to shame divorce. I'm not here to say that there aren't circumstances in which that's the right choice. Of course there are. Of course, there are marriages that cannot last, that should not last. I want to put that to one side and say, in Eat, Love, Pray, for example, Elizabeth Gilbert spoke about being married to a perfectly good person, to someone who, you know, the, there was no reason, you know, pertaining to abuse or anything like that, where she had to get out of there. No, it was about growth. It was about a call for adventure. It was about liberation. And this idea that we would be liberated by exiting the relationships that we're close to only seems to apply in marriage. It doesn't apply with our children. It doesn't apply with our parents. Although I think it is starting to in some cases. This idea that if someone's a bit toxic, if someone's a bit unpleasant, if someone's, you know, if you don't like their opinions, then you don't need them in your life. You can just shut them out. And it flies in the face of what lifelong committed relationships are actually built on. The type of stability and commitment that it takes Lifelong commitment means something. Our, our vows mean something, don't they? Shouldn't they? Don't we want them to? So let's come back to what I think we should be looking at in a relationship, especially in a marriage. You know, with your parents in most cases and with your children in almost all cases, you love them. You love these people. You love them despite their faults. They are not perfect people. They might be boring. They might be a little bit toxic. They might be critical or have crazy opinions or beliefs that you totally don't align with. They might mistreat you sometimes. They might be really annoying, but those aren't grounds for leaving. They might not bring you growth. They might not be your catalyst to your greater spiritual development, but you don't leave them. Why? Because relationships are about love. They're about choosing to love someone despite their flaws, despite their shortcomings, despite your flaws and shortcomings. 
It's about choosing to be in it with someone, to care for them, to live alongside them, to honor our commitment to them. You know, thank goodness we all still have that mindset when it comes to our children. Like we have to honor our commitment to our children. We brought them into the world and that means we have a responsibility to them. We have to honor that. It's a lifelong responsibility. But that has just completely dissipated when it comes to marriage. And I think, I don't think we stand a chance at building strong marriages if that's the mindset that we follow. I I know that my marriage wouldn't stand a chance and no marriage that I know of all of my students and clients, it wouldn't stand a chance if we were just kept looking at it through the lens of growth. You know, if you're lucky, you will grow together. If you're lucky, sometimes your trajectories of growth will actually happen magically at the same time in some kind of harmonious way. If you're lucky, the person that you're with will support you and propel you forward. But that's not going to happen all the time. And that's not, you know, grounds for the marriage. That's not the thing that they need to provide you. I mean, the idea that you could be married to someone who is loyal and kind and loving and there and sure, difficult. They have their shortcomings. They can. They have their childhood traumas. They have their bad habits. They have their annoying sides. Maybe they have things that they do that are really, really enraging. Maybe they really, really waste your money or they really, really have a temper or whatever. But the idea that you would just say, well, none of that is worth anything because I need growth. And that leads me to the final thing, which I'll say, which is that I think it's a wild goose chase. I think it's, you know, this fictional pot of gold at the end of a very long and painful rainbow. The idea that you would leave a stable marriage with a good person, challenging and difficult and unfulfilling as it might be, to chase a relationship that is going to be all about growth. It sounds, I'll put it kindly, it sounds fictional, imaginary. It sounds highly unrealistic. It sounds like the stuff of Hollywood, not the stuff of real life. And it sounds very, very immature, this idea that, oh, you know, I'm going to find someone who's going to help me grow. Okay, you're going to find someone who's going to help you grow at the expense of someone who you have already built a home with? Really? Now? It just doesn't sound to me like something plausible. Maybe, maybe there are some cases, you know, I think some people prove, prove me wrong there. There are those rare unicorns where that's how it works. In my opinion, there's a much more surefire route, a route that is less expensive energetically, financially, less painful, less hurtful, more aligned, more, um, you know, holistic, uh, where our children don't have to suffer through that kind of rupture. And that path is investing inside the relationship, is creating growth inside the relationship is growing yourself, (laughs) is using the relationship and its struggles and its difficulties as a catalyst for your own growth, not for your partner's growth, not forcing them to support your growth, not forcing them to grow, but just growing yourself. If you feel like your partner's not making you grow, then you make you grow. If you feel like your partner is a struggle and is a difficult person to live with, use that as a challenge, as an opportunity for growth. I think that's a much more viable path. And I hope that people who are ending marriages can be honest about the reasons that they're ending them. I don't, I think it's damaging and difficult for the rest of us to see that and think, oh, that's, that's why I guess my marriage should end too. When 
my guess is that in most cases, there was something beyond just not growing that was going on. There was something deeper there. There was some other cause. And if it was just the not growing, then I guess my call to you, you know, if you are married and you don't want to go down that path is I just want to suggest and offer an alternative way of looking at relationships. They're not there as a transactional service to us. They're not there for our growth when we're lucky and when that works and when we, you know, can, then sure, you can use it as a growth opportunity and sometimes you can grow together. But we're in this because we chose to love someone and that choice is a day-to-day choice. You made it once, but then you have to make it again for the rest of your life. You do that automatically when it comes to your children, maybe your siblings, maybe your parents. Do that actively when it comes to your partner. Don't keep measuring your partner's service to you as if the unsubscribe button is right there and you just have to keep making the calculation, is this worth it or not? It never will be. You never are going to just keep thinking, yeah, yeah, I'll keep subscribing. You're always going to come up against reasons to unsubscribe. Instead, look at it much more similarly than you look at your children. This is a person who I'm close to, who I love, who I'm deeply bonded to for the rest of my life. And that's what it is. And now I can put that to one side. I'm not questioning the whole time. Should I be a mom? Shouldn't I be a mom? Should I keep my child? No, my child is here. I am a mom. Now I need to make the most of it. Now I have to build the bond. Now I have to strengthen the connection. Now I have to solve the problems. That's when you get into the growth mindset is when you put to one side the question of whether or not you want to be here and you go all in and you go all in, that's the time when you're able to really put your efforts into growing in the way that you need to in order for this relationship to be fulfilling and satisfying and sustaining. And that's what I wish for you. I don't think we need to compromise and just suffer through and just settle for less. But I think the answer isn't running away to something else. The answer is growing within the relationship, growing ourselves, leading the charge for growth, overcoming our impatience, building our communication skills, becoming better leaders, becoming better partners, better listeners, becoming more expressive or more loving, bringing a better vibe, healing any sexual difficulties that we're having and creating a, a passionate, fulfilling relationship. I think that's where the growth is. That's where the call is. So please, if you feel torn apart by this idea that I'm not growing in my relationship, grow in your relationship do. But you lead that charge. You take that on. Don't wait for your partner or measure your partner against the service that they're providing you as a catalyst for growth. Did you find yourself disagreeing completely with the ideas you heard today? Or perhaps agreeing emphatically? Or somewhere in the middle? Good. Because our goal is to spark meaningful conversations about what it takes to raise strong, resilient, tight families. Use this topic to spark a conversation in your own home, with yourself, your partner, or even your children where relevant. And if you found this valuable, the best way to support the show is to leave a rating and a review, and more importantly, to share it with parents you know who are also trying to build a strong family culture.